and I've, I've just some opening comments. I said to myself that I, I want to speak about revival. And of course, you might yawn. <laughs> Though many of us were already focused on revival for many years. And I'm also part of a small group of Christians in Ireland who have for many, many years are dedicated to this goal and driven in, by the lack of Christianity in Ireland. Well, of course, Ian here would say, it's. I'd have to say that, that the, the south of Ireland, that is, the north is entirely different when it comes to Christianity. But to be what the Lord seeks in bringing us into a glorious outpouring of the Holy Spirit mightily to his people. That's what we're all after now. And so I just, this is, this is ABC for us, no doubt. But I just put it in an order here, which I found it helpful. To begin with, for instance, the closet. I would say like it's the starting point of everything. You can read, of course, Matthew. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. So prayer must meet with the Lord in the closet, firstly, I would say, and worship him in spirit and in truth. This is always a vital opening, I think, to our prayers for revival. Without that, we're empty in prayer. As the Lord said, your father will reward us in those prayers. That is to begin. And then I, this next step I take is unity of saints. As Stephen was, has preached that many times lately, and I'm not sure about early, earlier, but I, I know exactly what he's saying. And to, be, to start with that, I, I, I have a question, which I used to have in the past. Why does the Lord want us to pray together? Why does he want us to do that? Well, the answer, of course, is pretty simple that we Christians are one in Christ. Christ loves the church. And though we are many, we are one body in Christ. You could read many things just to, 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 to hold that pack. To 1 Corinthians 12, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. And the Lord himself, we know very, very often, he says, two or three. If two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I, in the midst of them. So it's a special place to be together in prayer. Very special. Ephesians says something very extraordinary. God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that while we're still here, while we're still alive in Christ, we are in Christ and we're seated in him in the heavenly places. These things are so wonderful and glorious that this is what we are given. So then moving from that, we must now look at praying together. Prayer must go through faith, as the scripture says. We are, a, we, are, we are saved by grace through faith. And faith is, con, is confidence 
in someone or something. But I would just pick one particular thing about prayer together. I always like Hebrews 12 and the one and two part of that. So I stay here. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. So just examining that, lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. That doesn't mean, of course, that we're, we're just not going to talk about sin. But we don't have to feel a heaviness because of our sins. Because Christ, he, clean, he, cleans, he cleans our sins in, by his blood. And so we can always feel that we can move on, which is the race. The race is the Christian life of faith. We are called to stay the course. This is the race that that's Hebrew says. Just remind it again. Let us run with endurance the, the race that was set before us. So the race is the Christian life of faith. And we are called to stay with the course and remind and remain faithful to the end. Pray with your faith, your faith that you have, and then continue to look at Jesus for more grace and faith. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Paul used uh, the same imagery near the end of his life. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And Jude, then is a very short little piece, says Jude, Jude 120. Ye, beloved, building yourselves, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God and have mercy on them that doubt. Finally, a perfect example is Abraham, who was originally was, was called Abraham. So for a while here is Abraham. Abraham left his country to follow the Lord to another land. He was 75 years old and the Lord told him that he, sh that he would have many offspring. And Abraham built an altar to the, to the Lord, implying clearly that he believed in the Lord. But then after a while, quite a bit, a bit later, he was getting worried because he was getting older and had no children and the Lord had promised he complained to the Lord and said, what will, we, what, you will, what will you give me? Because I have no children. And he was obviously questioning what the Lord had said about his faith. But then, as we know the story, the Lord took him out into this lovely place outside in the night to look towards the heaven and count the stars if you're able. So shall your offspring be. And Abraham believed the Lord. His faith strengthened again. 
But then, after another time, a longer time again, he still had no offspring. He was 99 years old. And the Lord appeared to him and said to Abraham, and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. No longer will your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. And you see, the name Abraham means exalted father, but the name of Abraham means multitude. He's, that's his name now, multitude. He still hasn't a child. Childless, 99 years old. The old man, according to the Lord, is going to be the father of a huge number. So Abraham, he fell in his face and laughed secretly and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old? And shall 90 years old Sarah, old, 90 years old Sarah bear a child? Obviously he found that unbelievable, found it hard. But the Lord said, Sarah will bear you a son, indeed. And you'll call this name Isaac. The meaning of it, Isaac was he laughs. But it's a name that became a laugh of joy in its time. And it seems then, after that, Abraham believed unmovable in a perfect faith. It's covered there by Romans 4. Abraham, now, did not weaken in faith, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. So he couldn't be moved, which is strange, having, having rumbled along. Now, He's perfect. He's full. He's, even though the man was 99 years old, he knew that he was going to have a son. Such was faith. And we thank God for that. We're waiting for that kind of hour as well, in the fullness of faith, pouring out the Holy Spirit upon us for the glory of his name, for that revival that we seek. Amen.